When he had cancer, there was a verse that I kept. It says, many are the afflictions. And that's what we stop at. But he delivers them from them all. So I had to go, okay, this is, I don't know when and I don't know how, but I'm going to have to trust that we do come out the other side. When we suffer or disaster strikes, our first question might be, why is God letting this happen to me? Today, Matthew and Deanne Ward join us to discuss Matthew's battle with cancer, the journey of faith and grief they went through, and how their family grew together in this difficult time. Before we join them, we want to let you know that World Challenge has a video devotional called 86 Seconds, which offers you quick biblical encouragement. Sign up and receive weekly support in your walk with Christ at worldchallenge.org. Your prayers and support for World Challenge make a difference. We would not be able to create podcasts like this one without generous listeners like you. Thank you for making this and other World Challenge resources possible. And now here's our host, Gary Wilkerson. Hey, it's good to be with you here. My name is Gary Wilkerson, and this is Gary Wilkerson Podcast. I'm here with Matt and Deanne Ward. Uh, thank you guys for coming in and spending some time with us today. You betcha. Tell us how you guys met. Deanne, I'll I'm going to ask you that one. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Uh, okay, you're going to go that way? You, no, I know it. Okay. <laughs> you know, you were, you, <laughs> oh, me, I know it. You were there? <laughs> I was there. I was there okay. for the whole thing. Uh, there was a, a rock band. They're still together. The uh, Res Band, Resurrection Band, they're in Chicago. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they wanted to come into Tyler, Texas, is where, near where we lived at the time in East Texas. They wanted to come and do a concert. Yeah. So they didn't want to bring all their gear down, so they wanted to borrow Second Chapter stuff, okay. right? The right. band I was in. So he said, sure. So I just went down with the engineer that we had and uh, just kind of helped him set stuff up and make sure they didn't blow stuff up. Well, <laughs> she came to the uh, auditorium in Tyler, Texas, the Caldwell Auditorium, and uh, she came in with some friends. She was going through uh, Youth with a Mission yeah. at that point. And uh, I saw this girl with these big blue eyes, and I went, hmm. <laughs> anyway, so I tried to get her to sit next to me, and she would have none of it. She goes, oh, I don't know you. And I'm wow. like, well, how can I get to know you if you don't sit next to me? Anyway, <laughs> not a wise guy. Did you know who, uh, anything about him or who he was? No, you I found out did after. You know, did you know of his band, the second chapter? I did know second chapter of okay, Axe, but, but I know, didn't. I mean, it was just this was. guy with long blonde hair right. that was like, hey, sit here, and yeah. tapped me on the shoulder. Bugging her all night. Bugging, bugging me all night. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. I kept and you haven't stopped since, really. That's what I've I'm been from. bugging her for <laughs> 36 years. Yeah, 36 uh, years today. Well, it's our yeah. anniversary today. Oh, yeah. congratulations. Yes. Yeah, we're so honored. Thank you for taking an extra special time. On a day like this, you we could should get an extra big piece of cake when this is over. That's right. Yeah, all right. we can have my water. Yeah, my, <laughs> yeah. Here's your, my water and your water. Yeah. Wow. All right. So that was that's how you first met was rejection. Mm -hmm. So that's that yeah. was the beginning of your relationship. Oh, it was like, that's, and I knew I knew the game was on at that point. Right. Yeah. It's like I've got to win her over. She's too pretty to let go. Uh -huh. so, yeah. So I bugged her at, at the concert. I told her I was a distant cyclist. And um, told her how far away I live from the base. And she's like, oh, he's never going to ride that far out, you know. But anyway, but she said, if, if you ever do ride out, I'll buy you an ice cream. And I said, okay, it's a deal. So anyway, one thing led to another. Life got in the way of stuff. And second chapter went on the road. We toured, blah, blah, blah. It was a couple of months by the time I actually got to the base where she was. And a friend of hers uh, told me that she had moved back. She was from Rockford, Illinois, and she had moved back from East Texas, where the base is, yeah. to back to Rockford. So I mm -hmm. missed her. Mm -hmm. So I started going to church out there um, at the base there. And uh, one Sunday, a year, year and a half later, whatever it was, I'm looking across the auditorium and I see this girl. I'm like, 
So I walk mm. up to her and I go, hi. And she goes, hi. I go, you owe me an ice cream. <laughs> and she's like, very good. <laughs> oh, you remember? Do you oh, remember, yeah. You remember asking? Yeah. yeah. Uh, cool. So, uh, and then, yeah. uh, and, uh, so then you got married. Did you get married in Texas? We did. Texas? At Agape Force. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Outside, you know. Oh, nice. Out in their big field back there. Right. Yeah. And then, um, so I, uh, at that time, we that's where we kind of met, um, yep. in East Texas there. Um, so how long was it after you guys got married that you found out that Matt had cancer? Oh, oh man. 94, 83, uh, 11 years. 11, 11 years Okay, so you've been married for a while. Yeah. And so things were going pretty good. January, the first 10 years of your marriage, you guys were like traveling and having fun. No, because there, <laughs> there was also another significant thing that happened between okay. us getting married and his cancer was, was the group concluded. Oh, okay. So he signs, and he's in the studio on his 13th birthday, so everything he's ever known and only known comes to a halt. 10, and, 10 years after you've been married. Well, 1988. No. Okay. Five years. Oh, five. Okay, so, so we're married, and five years into that, everything that he's ever done, known to do, mm-hmm. is over. Just ended. Yeah. Yeah. I went through t- depression. I mean, it was yeah. it was. Because that's all I knew. Yes, yeah, like, like what's now? Now what do I do? And he's not old. Right. He's still in his 20s. I'm in my 20s. And when the group concluded, we had a record company, a publishing company, yeah. a distribution company. We had employees. So it was a big decision yeah. to walk from that. Wow. And what we walked from was they'd gotten um, album of the year. They've got, gotten an award. And we just really felt like um, God wanted us to slow down. Mm-hmm. He'd been doing this for 20 years. Yeah. That God wanted us to slow down and focus on our family. Yeah. But that's a scary, scary thing to do when this it's the most successful year you've had. Yeah, and yeah God the year says, we quit was our best financial year that wow. second chapter had. And God says, are you, willi- like, are you, are you willing you to sure? lay this down and yeah. walk? Wow. Are you willing to walk? And we're like, yeah. So we, Was everybody a, in agreement to that? or was it Yes. But as a couple, I'll just speak to us as a couple. Mm-hmm. For us as a couple, um, we said, okay, let's, let's go, you know, split up for a few minutes and come back. What are the three non-negotiables moving forward? Because now we're on our own. We're not part of a tribe. Right. We're like, okay, what do we do? And we basically came back with the same list of things that were non-negotiable were us as a couple, yeah. our kids, and I forget the third one, but it was just kind of, it was hot family. Hot dogs on Sunday. Hot do- <laughs> <laughs> that was it, baby. That's it. Hot <laughs> dogs on the, Sunday. But we just realized that, okay, now we're becoming, what are we going to be called to do? Yeah. We had no idea because it was always part of this other thing. And he said, you know what? I've been on the road for 20 years. We've got two little kids. So we consciously made a decision to stay home until the girls were going to be in school. So he was doing commercials for Doritos and RC Cola and National Rental Car. Okay. And yeah. He produced other projects for other people, yeah. but that kept us home. Yeah. We weren't touring 100 days nice. a year and six weeks in Europe. We yeah. had a home base. We had a house, Hideaway Lake. Yeah. And that was great. And when Maddie got ready, our youngest, to go to kindergarten, we're thinking, okay, now we'll start back up. You need to do a solo project. We'll pick back up. We're rested. We're healed. Mm-hmm. We have relationships. We have community here. We have a local church here. Yeah. We're ready to go for phase two, so to speak. Yeah. And that's when he was diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's like ready to go. Not. Yeah. 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 So you just kind of like re-establish yourself. Yeah. You have three. You have three daughters at this time. You have three yes. three girls and. Um, you're um, kind of happy young family and doing yeah. pretty well, I guess. Uh, yeah, we're you know, doing financially okay. set. And, yeah. And then now you. So, uh, what did what did you feel when you heard him when he came home? To, do you remember the day he came home and told you you had cancer? Well, actually, he, she came home and told me I had oh, cancer. Oh, okay. Got that. That's that's unusual. So well, because she got the call from the doctor, okay. I didn't. Yeah. Um. <laughs> 
Gotta love East Texas was, on some parts. Yeah, you know, Lindell State uh, Bank, you're in forever. Yeah. Doctors, you're friends for life. So the surgeon who had actually done Matthew's surgery was friends with Matthew's cardiologist. And that cardiologist said, if it's bad news, will you please tell me? I want to be the one to tell the oh, wards. Yeah. They're friends. Yeah. Dr. Kummerfeld, I don't okay. know if you ever knew him. Okay. Great so I got a call, and he says, Deanne, do you have a minute to talk? And I said, I do. And Matt was out on a fishing or bicycling or something. Well, you know, something. And so he told me what was going on and that we'd probably it was three types of cancer in what was removed and they suggested that we go to MD Anderson and I'm thinking okay well we'll go to MD Anderson like you know a few months and they're like no like soon mm -hmm. and they he just said okay do you want me to call back and talk to Matt do you want him to call me do you want to tell him I said no I'll tell him and hung up the phone and I went okay how do I tell him this watch enough Dr. Phil you don't tell somebody significant right. news in a pl somewhere that matters I'm like okay not the kitchen he likes to cook mm. not the blah 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 not, okay. <laughs> and I'll, I'll get to that later but I went in and I put onto his stereo they done a hymn project called it as well mm -hmm. mm. oh the songs called it as well yeah. Yeah. and I just made a decision that I wasn't going to leave that seat mm. until I could say that wow mm. Because I had to get to that point for what he was going to have to go through. I knew he was going to have to do chemo. Yeah. Um, MD Anderson was the number four cancer hospital in the world at that point. Yeah, and I, yeah if you've ever had cancer. So his protocol was... Thank you. Wow, I haven't talked about this for a while. Yeah. Um, so, in his, so there's a protocol on high risk, low risk. The type of cancers that he had, MD Anderson had him on the high-risk list, mm. and he was top 20. Uh, so when he does something, he does it all in. You know, if yeah. he's going <laughs> to... Okay. So yeah. even, even on yeah. that... Well, top, top they're like, okay, we're going we're to try <laughs> these three chemos yeah. for yeah. you because, you know, you're higher risk. Uh, we're going to do this, this, this. You know, all the programs I went through, yeah. I was at the far end of, of stuff. Yeah. And he Which, had a 50 percent chance of survival. Yeah. And so I've got thinking, three yeah. kids, nine and under. Right. I've got to still tell him. So I'm like, I've got to get it together. And um, yeah, because 50 is a, that's a high. It is, and he's in his 30s. Yeah, yeah. And so you're thinking, you're thinking maybe, maybe, maybe not. Even though you're, even though you're, even though you're settled as well with my soul. What, For that what, season, well, like I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna settle yeah. to get through this. Well, what's well is could be, yeah, it's well that he could get healed, or it's well that I could. Lose yeah. It. yeah, whatever it is, well, I no, have to trust yeah. God, period. Yeah, yeah, no matter what. And Keith Green had died in his 30s right. on the runway between our properties. Yeah. And I was thinking, okay, am I going to, you know, here go Melody and I raising our kids by ourselves without yeah. a spouse. Wow. But he came home and I heard the garage door. So I walked out into the garage and he said, as soon as I saw you in the garage, I knew. Yeah, it's like, oh. Because he goes, I know you love me, but you're never waiting in the garage. <laughs> yeah, like, what are you doing out here? Bad news. <laughs> so I was the one that told him, and then we just made plans to uh, head to MD Anderson and start the process. Yeah. Yeah. I remember my, my kids, they were young, and they're like, Daddy, are you going to die? And I was like, I didn't know at that point if it had spread. or mm -hmm. I just knew that, that what they took out of me was cancerous. I didn't know yeah. what the prognosis was yet. Right. And I just said, well, you know, maybe. Right. Oh, okay. They just wanted, you know, they wouldn't yeah. play it on the trampoline. Wow. They just wanted to And I had people that, that gave me a lot of um, flack because the girl said, is dad going to die? And I said, he could. And they're like, well, why are dad? He's a good person. He said, and I said, well, I'll backtrack. 
when Matt found out he had cancer, and people said, are you angry or upset? The first thing that came out of his mouth is, why not me? Mm. Why would I be exempt from anything that I'm living in a fallen, broken world, people get sick, life happens, crisis come and go, why would I be exempt from that? And I think that helped him mentally. And then I also told the girls, I said, he could die. But he could die in a car. He could die hit by, there's all kinds of things. This Mm. is what I told the girls from day one. Dad will die when God says it's time. Mm. How God says, when God says. That's all I can tell you, girls. Mm. And people were so upset. They're Mm. like, they're young, you can't do that. And I said, if God chooses to take him and the remaining parent is here, I can't be somebody who lied to them. They have to know that I'm going to tell the truth even if it's not easy. But like he said, kids are very, very resilient, and they did better than we did. They wanted an answer, and I didn't have one. So I said— Well, you knew how how resilient kids were because you'd lost both your parents. But if— you know, when when you ask the question, why not me? I mean, just be blunt with you, but honestly, I think I would say, why not me? Because I've already suffered enough. Uh, you know, I was orphaned at 12 years. Why me? I've already suffered enough. I said, said, why not? Why not? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would say, why? Yeah. Why? Thank you for correcting me there. It's what I do best. (laughs) (laughs) Making me kind of getting straightened out in my life. Uh, But yeah, I I think a lot of us would say, you know, it's like, yeah, why? Because I've already, that's enough. I can't handle anymore. That's usually where the why question comes in is, is like, if you can handle it, you don't ask it. But if you, it seems to be, you know, when it seems to break that threshold of, this biblical promise of, uh, should be doing air quotes when I say biblical yeah, promise. You know, <laughs> you've heard the holy word. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, you know, because we take it the wrong way, you know, that, that uh, you know, that he's not going to give you more than you can bear. And, and it seems like, wow, that seems like there's always more than we can bear. And so we don't understand, either we don't understand how much we can bear or we don't understand how much grace there is that seems like we're not being able to bear it. But I think I'd be asking why, but, you know, and that's cool that you didn't. And, I think that probably brought some security to your little girls. You know, they're feeling like, okay, well, I mean, come I, what I may. did get to a point with some other things, which I'm sure we will touch on here in a minute, okay. where I did yeah. say, why yeah. me? Right. Oh, yeah. you yeah. bet Cause I Because that's, that's the, I mean, that's really what our conversation here today, for, for me, the, 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 the strength behind what I wanted to communicate, mm-hmm. and I knew this was your guys' story, was how God could be so, show you guys such favor and grace and prosperity and blessing and use you to impact the world, and yet at the same time, you guys have to bear up under such horrible pain and sorrow and suffering. It's, 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 it's a powerful message because I think we're, we're, we're in an age and a culture now where we're no longer buying the line of if you just confess it, it's going to be fine and you're not going to have to, you know, because you're a Christian, you're not going to suffer. I, I think we're past that now. Right. And I think we need to hear stories like yours that say, like, through it all, uh, you know, I've learned right. to trust in God. And, sure. and, and that's, yeah. that's really, you know, uh, that's, that's your story. So, um, When he had cancer, there was a verse that I kept. It says, many are the afflictions. And that's yeah. what we stop at. Mm-hmm. But he delivers them from them all. all right. So I had to go, okay, this is, I don't know when and I don't know how, but I'm going to have to trust that we do come out the other side. I mean, you don't remember a whole lot of scriptures when you're going through with that because stress does different things to your eyes. Jesus wept, I remember that one. (laughs) (laughs) But you just, there there are a few things that you just latch on to. Currently my, for this whole year, has just been to take all thoughts captive. If we don't. We can go down the bunny hole, and we can yeah. ask why, and we can go, God, I don't trust you. And I don't think that God has any issues going, you know what? I did get to a point at one point, when not after cancer, but at some point, I just said, if this is the best you've got for me, 
after 35 years of full-time ministry, mm -hmm. visiting 50 countries, working with widows and orphans. If this is my reward, I've served the wrong person. I'm out. Uh, Didn't last long, but I just yeah. I just had well, to go ahead and say that. Because yeah. yeah. um, I'd watched him suffer. I'd watched our kids suffer. I'd watched friends suffer. Yeah. And I just went, price is too high. Yeah, yeah. To be in full-time, if this is what full-time ministry looks like, the price is too high because everybody that I care about yeah. is, I don't want to say under attack. I just, mm -hmm. it was, they were just walking through hard seasons. Pain. Yeah. 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 That, uh, but the I love the fact that you're so honest like that and because it speaks to what you were talking about earlier, Matt, where, you know, when you were young and kind of saw, saw God as the, or no, you were mentioning that, you know, I don't know, somebody mentioned one, one of you but you know, God being sort of like, angry and distance kind of strike you and stuff like that yes. you know and and um yet you could say that and he doesn't he doesn't do that he's not the, he's a right. good, good good father and he and he wants you to speak to him about our, our pain and our suffering and not to you know i think so many christians hide it they say like oh, I, oh, I can't i could never tell god i'm angry at him because you know because then he would strike me dead or he would give me cancer or he would you know yeah. uh, and when you say that it shows what kind of image of god you have you don't have an image of yeah. a good good father you have an image of a of a zeus with lightning bolts you know, ready to shoot at you and stuff. So, the fact that well, you I knew he already knew, knew I felt that way. Yeah, he, well, he, yeah he's not, gonna, I'm not, not keeping anything from God. I mean, he knows. Yeah, he, he doesn't, yeah. <laughs> the Lord doesn't suffer from an inferiority complex. Yeah, right. You know, we're not going to shock yeah. him with anything we could possibly come up that we're going right. to say or, yeah. you know. So, uh, and for me, for saying that, I felt like that my relationship with God could grow deeper. Yeah. Because he could say, "Well, let's process through that." Yeah, yeah, and he loves to do that, doesn't he? To, yeah. to walk you through it, to yeah. get you to. To get you to believe these scriptures that we quote so flippantly sometimes, you know, uh, or songs we say. All things are called to All things are called for good. Yeah, you can say it flippantly, and, but it, but if you process it through through the pain and suffering, then then you come out going, I, right. I think I, not fully, but I think I understand that a lot more in depth. Yeah, sure. A personal tragedy or trial could be the moment when we experience God's presence in completely new and intimate ways. While we never wish for hardship, we also have the peace of knowing our God never abandons us. He is walking alongside us, listening to our prayers, and, if we allow Him to, holding our hearts close. Sound design for this episode was by Mike Hallsmith. This episode was written by Rachel Schimitz. Our producer is Chris Wigington, with video production by Aaron Gale. Each week, this podcast reaches thousands of listeners. This critical work is made possible by the generous contributions of individuals like you who believe in World Challenge's mission. Thank you for listening and supporting. The Gary Wilkerson Podcast is brought to you by World Challenge, transforming lives through the message and mission of Jesus Christ. We hope you join us next week on the Gary Wilkerson Podcast.